live in the land of the ice and snow. My name is Heather, and I'm here today with my co-host, Diego. Hello, everyone. And today we have Patrick, born in Zimbabwe, but grew up in South Africa? Yes, that's correct. Okay. Hey, everybody. So, you were born in Zimbabwe, yes. but you left when you were still a baby, is that right? Yeah, but it was on my first birthday. Okay. Uh, we left. Uh, three kids, um, my mom, my father, two dogs, and a cat. So you're the youngest? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. by quite far. Um, so my sister's eight years older, and my brother's 12 years older. Oh. And um, yeah, so we were in cat, dog, all of that stuff, and small little uh, alpha, uh, Romeo, uh, Sud, or whatever it was called, hatchback. Yeah, so and we you all, moved all, yeah. you all piled in <laughs> yeah. and moved. Yeah, there was, there was some funny, uh, apparently my dad was telling me there were some strange conditions if you wanted to um, emigrate. So because a lot of people, after Mugabe became president, a lot of people were leaving. So he was like, okay, you can only take so much money with, which was, I don't know how many Zimbabwean dollars, but it wasn't a lot. And then you, so like a lot of people thought, okay, well, we'll just take our, our nice car and kind of head off to South Africa and we'll, we, we can maybe sell the car mm-hmm. when we get there to have some money. And then he kind of made this rule of the car has to be, older than a certain amount of years and you can only take so much money so even if you sold all your stuff or you sold the car or whatever or you had a fancy car you wouldn't be allowed to leave so wow yeah it was it was interesting so yeah we we went with not much and then so you guys went to south africa and how was it how did you all settle in there well i think for me it was pretty like I grew, well, you up, grew there. up there yeah, yeah. so <laughs> it was it was okay I know for my brother and sister they they struggled quite a bit because we moved to Johannesburg a mm-hmm. suburb of Johannesburg and um you know we'd lived practically in the bush it was like there's hardly anyone where I was born it's close to the Mozambique border it was a place called Triangle <laughs> and <laughs> they farmed sugarcane and everything around there and I was born in a bush hospital that like had open walls like in most of the place because it was so hot so they just had yeah. a lot of it open and then they had curtains and everything in the in the different wards so yeah, I mean it was very different so I think for them what my brother would have been 13 so he was just starting high school in a city in a bigger you know, in a country in a bigger country bigger city and I just don't think he was prepped for it. You know, he used to spend his time fishing and, right. you know, like going out into the bush. He had been hunting since he was 10. So a completely different lifestyle. And so, and we didn't have a lot of money. My brother and sister told me a lot about their stories of getting picked on at school and not quite fitting in, even though it's the same language and everything. I was going to ask that, but is it, it was English and not Africans. Well, they were both. Uh, there was English schools and Afrikaans schools. Okay. So, but I guess in the 80s, it was more Afrikaans. But you could go to an English school, and they both did. So that was okay. Okay. And um, in Zimbabwe, you don't speak Afrikaans? Uh, no. But no. a lot of people can because... Okay. There's yeah. many languages there, I think. Yeah, really. there are. I can't remember how many. Um, there's quite a few, like more than 10, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we've got 11 official languages in South Africa. Yeah, but your siblings didn't learn... They didn't have Afrikaans. They just had English and maybe some other. Yeah, they had English and they learned a few of the local languages. Like I think they could speak uh, Fanigalo, which was like a, a, it's kind of a pidgin language where they mm-hmm. mixed a little bit of Afrikaans, a little bit of English, Zulu, Ndebele. I think there was some Shona in there. 
and it was basically for the for the mines. Um, so because there was a lot of Europeans working on uh, managing the mines in mm-hmm. northern Rhodesia and Rhodesia, which were their formal, That's right, formal the, names. Mm. Yeah, it used to be the name of uh, Zimbabwe. Yeah, so that was when they were uh, colonies, British colonies. So Zambia was northern Rhodesia and Zimbabwe was Rhodesia. And so my parents are actually from northern Rhodesia. <laughs> <laughs> Technically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, my, my brother can, he still remembers some of the Shona and the Fanigalo. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's um, very interesting. But yeah, English was the first language All right. for, for us as a family. So um, what was it like growing up in South Africa as compared as to what you might see about the way kids grow up here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it couldn't be more different. Polar opposite, if you want me to be quick <laughs> to the point. Yeah, I mean... It's, it's, I just remember like my first kind of experience with crime. I was telling somebody the other day, I don't know why the memory came up and I think I was like four or so and we, we went to church and we came back from church. So it was like breakfast in the morning, oats or porridge or whatever my mom made for us kids. And then we all went to church and then we were running late as usual. So kind of the oats was left on the stove and a big bo- a big pot, you know, with, with still some oats in it. And, and we came home and like it was just a mess in the home and like stuff had been stolen. And, and all I remember is that there was like porridge all over the wall. And the, the curtains and on the ceiling. And so they had obviously broken in, taken a few things and then decided, hey, why not take the porridge from the kitchen and let's just go and spray it all over the wall in the, in the lounge? Because, you know, that's what you do. So I remember that <laughs> that feeling. So to, to answer, like, how is it growing up there? I mean, that was my first experience. And then yeah, I, I had so many experiences of crime and violence and and you just see it and it gets to the point where it becomes normal so i think that is one huge difference for for kids growing up here and also you know the the massive gap between classes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is huge um so here i mean i always feel like there's some somewhat of a socialist foundation yeah, everybody's supposed to generally be on the same level. That's yeah. that's the whole idea, the logom yeah. idea that everybody's worth is the same. Yeah, and and you see that like even though there's a lot of wealthier, much wealthier people, but you still kind of see there's like this very raised platform or foundation of equality, and then you can build up on top of that, and you can go as high as you want, but you'll never see people below a certain level. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Where in South Africa, it feels like both extremes grow all the time and like the rich are getting extremely rich and and the poor just seem to get poorer and it seems to, that level seems to drop all the time. So so that was a big thing as well. Um, and it also, you know, the, the whole thing of equality, it's all about equality in South Africa, but we, we still haven't really got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> So I feel like really privileged to live here. I think I come with such a wide experience of, of how governments can be and uh, social systems. And, and I really, truly appreciate what I've got here. A lot of people say, ah, you haven't lived long enough. It'll get under your skin eventually. And I know. <laughs> You're still in a honeymoon phase. <laughs> but yeah, it's fantastic here. Well, what brought you to Sweden? Um, it wasn't love and <laughs> it wasn't once. a tech job <laughs> so Gee, are, are there any minority, other reasons some minority. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so it's um uh no it was it was none of those so i was living in london for 10 years and basically 
got really fed up living in London and busyness and no nature and and it was just the craziness of London. It's it was good fun, you know, when you when you're young, but it, it gets to a point where it's just like, yeah, I really need to make a choice here. Um, mm-hmm. And it works for a lot of people. And I just realized I I don't know maybe it's coming from the bush, you know, um, <laughs> it's still there in me even though I grew up in Johannesburg <laughs> and everything, but it's like kind of still there. And I, I just need that escape often. And um, I thought, well, I still want to stay in Europe. And I thought, well, where can I go that has a lot of nature, but is a is a really solid city and forward thinking and modern. And um, and at the time, a friend of mine, we'd been friends for like eight years. And then the dynamics changed and uh, we, we were no longer friends and we were dating. But kind of around that time, just before we started dating, she had also decided to do the same thing. And she had chosen a place. Hers was Stockholm. And she's like, I'm moving to Stockholm. That's it. I've made up my mind. Do you think it's a good idea as friends? And I was like, yeah, you should do it. And we were discussing it. And then um, it was a few months after that discussion that was like, oh, now we're here. We're no longer friends. And now we're here. So now what do we do? And she's like, I don't want to mess up the friendship. But da, da, da. And then uh, then she's like, I'm moving to Stockholm. What are we going to do? So I said, well, just go and let's let's put a stress test on the relationship early. I said, we've known each other eight years. We've been like best friends for eight years. I said, it's either going to go one of two ways. It's either going to be amazing or we'll just say, hey, you know, what? it's not quite working and we will stay friends. Maybe there'll be a bit of hurt in between. And um, the plan worked. She went for six to eight months and then we visited each other. I visited her one month and then she came to London another month. I kind of started falling in love with Stockholm. I was like, wow, like it's my head. I wanted to go to Munich mm-hmm. um, because yeah. mountains, right. forests. And, I like um, Munich and I, too. Yeah, yeah. I learned a little bit of German in high school. So I thought, well, you know, I could stir the memory and try and <laughs> see what floats to the top. But yeah, and, and I just thought, wow, Stockholm's amazing actually. And why not? So yeah, that was that. And we so got, there is a little bit of love in the Yes, yes, but it it wasn't it wasn't in Stockholm before. Yeah, like you, you sent her like as a yeah. it was two tests he was doing. You know, he sent yeah. her as a scout. Yes, <laughs> exactly, it, exactly. And yeah. I was testing the relationship, so it, was it wasn't quite that love brought me here. It was no. more like I sent love here to see if it was a good fit for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What were some of your first impressions? I was like, oh, so this is the Europe I was dreaming of when I was a kid. All right. <laughs> because of like, it's so clean, ordered. You go to the bus and people stand in a line. The first person <laughs> at the bus stop goes to the front of the line. The last person at the bus stop goes to the back of the line. Common sense. This would solve a lot of the world's problems if people could just <laughs> apply the same, <laughs> same logic that Stockholmers have applied to getting on a bus. I think we could fix a lot of world issues today. <laughs> we, we just need some number queue systems for everything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no matter slap. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, but I'm joking, but it, it really was those small things of like the order, the things that a lot of expats grow to hate. So it's like, oh my God, there's no freedom and it's all the same and, you know, everything's so structured. And for me, I think like 
yeah, coming from where I come from, this is heaven. Um, mm-hmm. It's a shock at first, but you end up changing your opinion. When I first came, I was upset that you had to reserve a seat at the movie theater. And I was like, why can't you just walk into the movie theater and sit where you want? And now we go back to visit in the States and you can't find a seat because people just throw their crap on everything. They sit where they want to and they'll leave like one seat in between and they won't move for you. And I'm like, well, they should just do it the Swedish way. It's much better (laughs) if you reserve your seat first. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I came around on that. Yeah. <laughs> good, good. Yeah, no, I just, a lot of these things make life easier. I, I speak to some, I've got a South African friend here, actually, and he's got a completely different view. He's like, oh, my God, it's so, you know, like, I miss that freedom I had in South Africa. And and uh, I just feel like, you know, I'm always being watched and, uh, you know, everything's controlled. If I've, if I've had more than two beers, I can't go into a bar and things like that. <laughs> I'm like, dude, like, you've got your perspective all wrong. Like, <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> yeah, it's funny. So how long have you been here now? Uh, it's two years now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I did a little bit of research on South Africa. Yeah. Uh, and we have had a guest before from South Africa, so I had to find some other things to research. Yeah. Uh, my favorite things are that there are beaches with penguins. Yes. Very strange. Have you been to them? Yes. Can you it's swim Boulders when Beach. there's a bunch well, of it's, penguins? It's, well, you can, but it, it's really cold. The water's really cold it's the atlantic ocean right so the west coast of south africa is the atlantic and then at, in the cape both oceans meet but it hasn't got enough warm yet um <laughs> so so you need to carry on going a bit east on the and then you, you get to the more indian ocean and then it's, uh, and then it's uh, easier to swim one. so i think yeah. that's kind of i think a lot of scientists say that they originally came from antarctica prior to like continental shifts and all of that maybe South Africa was a lot closer. I don't know. Mm. But, um, yeah, the, the, the only thing that kind of makes sense is the water is pretty cold. But they suffer in, in, in summer when they, they try to mm. lay eggs and everything because they've got to stay on the eggs and, and keep them warm. And uh, there was a David Attenborough one documentary and, and he showed them. And they're, like, really suffering. They're <laughs> you know, oh. from the heat because it's like thirty over thirty degrees <laughs> outside, and they they, and they can't get, move because they're yeah because on the eggs yeah. yeah because they they take turns so the mm. the male will sit on the egg too, which is really sweet. They're really cute like a um, penguins. So the male will sit on the egg, and then the female will go and like eat and bring food, and then they'll swap. Is the mama lady, papa lady? Just in penguin. I was gonna say that it sounds mm. the penguins sound very Swedish. They're yeah. very equal with yes. their uh, parents. Yeah, time. definitely. That's um, that's a good point. They are. <laughs> Maybe they came from the Arctic. Though. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, wait, are they live? How do you call it? Is it Cape? How do you Cape call Town. It? But is it Cape Town? Like, how do you call the Cape in Cape Town? Like the actual. Oh, the actual. Yeah. Geographical Cape. Yeah. Uh, Cape Point. Cape Point, because in Spanish, I think they call it. Cape of Storms. Uh, I read that in, in English too. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. English as well. Okay. Yeah, because it's pretty rough storms. There. And there's over 3,000 shipwrecks all around That's the coast from years yeah. and years. Yeah. 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 Because it was a massive trading point um, for Europe. So they would go, um, the East India Trade Company would go obviously down the Atlantic and then they would stop off in Cape Town, well, in the Cape, 
you know, and that, that's how South Africa kind of started as a, as a formal country, was from the Dutch trading, and then they would go to Indonesia or Malaysia or India and get spices and all of that, and it just became a really good place to set up a port. Delicacy in South Africa, fried mopain worm? Mopani worms. Yes. Mopani worms, yeah. Um, I, haven't, I don't think I've had them fried, uh, the ones I've had, and I actually had them the first time in Zimbabwe. It's quite a big worm, like a big juicy grey, it looks like a caterpillar, three inches long and by about just under an inch thick. And basically you take a bunch of them and you, you, you can either fry them or you can leave them out to dry. Mm. In the sun. But I remember we stopped on the side of the road the one day and there was like this scrap metal almost it looked like. And uh, I'm trying to go back in my memory. And when we stopped and my dad was like, come on, you have to have my worms. And, and we, we did it. So, But it was really, it wasn't like a delicacy in the sense that it was fried. Uh, these were just literally sun dried and not spiced. But did they, oh, that's what I was going to ask. Did they put like salt or... No, normally like of, you just... Or a sauce or... No, no, it's kind of like a what we call padkos, which um, directly translates into road food. And and it doesn't mean so much like street food, as in it, it's more that when you're traveling, you have padkos. And so ah, so when okay. we're going on like a school outing or whatever, it'll be like, oh, yeah, have you packed your padkos? And, uh, and it's just like snacks, whatever, for the journey. So I think... In that sense, a lot of people have it when they're in the bush, um, so they might find a place and get it, or the all the locals will, will have it, and it's just maybe you have to walk a lot, and it's just that extra source of protein, and it's just easy food, you know, and lightweight, and lightweight, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> How does it taste? It's I can't even remember exactly. It was I just remember it being almost like flavorless in the sense of you were eating a leather shoe or something like that it, it it just had that kind of leathery dry not much flavor and i know there was something else that was a little bit weird but i can't remember what the flavor was but yeah i'm a bit <laughs> i'm a bit concerned that you how do you know how a leather shoe tastes well you know that was a out. weird comparison i just want to put it out there. yeah i'd kind of prepare because <laughs> i've eaten so many you know i've eaten things <laughs> that people don't know about so i try and eat things that people know about you know like uh, shoes to or, compare yeah you know or, <laughs> A woolen coat or something. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can compare. <laughs> so compared to that, have you had anything in Sweden or heard of any food in Sweden that you're like, oh, no, no way? Oh, no, no. I generally, like, if it sounds really gross, I want to try it. Um, so I still haven't had a Sustromen, but I really want to. But I do it outside. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, way out in the nature. Yeah. <laughs> I heard someone saying that another method you can do is you, you open it underwater. You're supposed to. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but then I heard a purist say, no, nah, that, that's not good because then it rinses off a lot of the flavor. So um, he suggested be better to open it outside and then. Yeah, I, I heard you're not supposed to open them inside apartment buildings yeah. because it, it'll smell up the entire building yeah. forever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ooh, that's a tough one. Worms or surströming? Have you um, tried surströming? No. No? Okay. <laughs> and I haven't tried it either. Okay. But I'm, I'm like you. I'm like you. I would try. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I normally, I'm pretty game for trying stuff. I've had jellyfish. I've had snails, of mm. course, and uh, alligator and frog's legs. I've tried all yeah. of that. But there are just some things. If it's rotted, then I feel like I don't 
need to try. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you would try the book. What was it again? How do you call that? Well, now that I know it tastes like leather, I wouldn't try it. Oh, the Maponi. Maponi <laughs> you didn't worm. sell it very Maponi well. <laughs> yeah, it was, I just, I don't know, but I've never had the fried ones because there's probably all these restaurants and mm -hmm. they probably do it as like a cool thing. I've never eaten it in a restaurant, which yeah, is probably a little bit more authentic. Um, If you could just dip it in ketchup, it'd probably be fine. What's the thing? Yeah. Like, I, I mean, we have dry. We have exactly like <laughs> we have dry worms in Mexico, but they usually add chili or salt or something. Yeah, and then mm -hmm. they otherwise they don't taste like anything. They yeah. taste like a, I wouldn't say like leather. They just taste like you're eating something like an empty carcass or something. There's no. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like a popcorn without flavor. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. And and so, then I think your brain paints the picture of all oh, you're eating a worm, and yeah. then you maybe think, oh, it's a bit yeah. gross. But actually, if you had to do a blind tasting, I think yeah. it. It, it, that's why I think a bit like a leather shoe, but like you know, not not one that's been worn by a by a homeless person, like you know. Oh, a new leather shoe. Well, it's a, a difference in taste. A warm leather shoe, <laughs> but less than three months old. <laughs> you know that it's illegal to have insects in Sweden as food. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. You can't, because I was very interested in importing. From crickets? Or? No, yeah, cricket. But oh. what's, what's the thing? Flower. flower. No, but cricket, cricket flower. flower. Yeah. See, I'm not crazy. Cricket yeah. flower. I didn't know yeah. you couldn't what? import that. You can't. I didn't. What crickets? They grind make... up. Yeah, they grind up crickets because they're a really so good source of protein, and they make it into flour. I used to work at a food tech place. So wow. <laughs> that's why I know about that. Wow. But we I could make flour out of the mopani worms. Mopani worms. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. That that sounds good. But not sell it in Sweden, unfortunately. But it's only Sweden. In some EU countries, you can, but not in Sweden. Okay. Well, were you trying to bring it in to sell it or eat it? I mean, to sell it. Uh, to eat it, I think you might be able to. But like, yeah. you can't sell. You can't uh, label it as food. Uh, Nothing that it comes okay. from an insect origin, because it's not real food in Sweden. Okay, so I was going to talk about how the year in Sweden on the calendar is numbered in weeks. And yes. people will tell you, like, okay, week 13, we're going to have a company retreat. Or yeah. mm -hmm. week nine is sport You're supposed to know what, when that is. Yes. Like, it, obviously. It <laughs> might just be the people I'm around, but I have asked a lot of Swedes, especially when I first became aware of this, and most of them don't know either, and they oh, have really? to look it up. Yeah, I know. They stick to this. It's, oh, but maybe it sounds cool. It's like, oh, yeah, we'll just do it in week so and so. And everyone's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, for some for some things, for instance, for beekeeping, that's a lot more. That's a lot easier to plan things in weeks. For beekeeping. Yeah, because I have a little hive, so it's easier for me and the keeper say week nine because we know spring is around week nine, week ten. So we won't have to set a specific date. It's just we just know it's well, that, makes that sense. part, okay. that range of the year. But that's the only time. Maybe for school holidays makes sense as well. Yes, but that's the, the only two things. Yeah, the schools always uh, use that. Though, it's it's, it's yeah. all about the kids here. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. <laughs> no, but uh, sport love is always week nine in exactly. Stockholm. Always. Yeah. Doesn't so matter where it is. I think those are the two things. But and it also keeps the dates consistent, right? Mm -hmm. If you talk in a week, because you, if you say this is week nine and it's going to be like this every year, it could be a different date every year. But you'll know that it's that Yes, exactly. and that's the one constant. And so, so then you can plan your vacations yes. way ahead of time. Because exactly. you're like, okay, Easter break is this yeah. week. Mm -hmm. Because then you'll be like, hmm, it was, you know, whatever, the, the, the 
the 20 whatever of February last year <laughs> yeah. and and now it's like the 19th of February maybe it wouldn't move that much but you know with all the weekends and stuff and exactly. so well, when this podcast goes to air it's going to be week 10 mm-hmm. and my husband taught me something that has been very useful to me it's a website called vecca new oh uh, okay type in oh. vecca and dot new yeah and it'll just, it just have a giant you. number okay or you could just adjust the settings on your calendar you do that on your too. computer <laughs> Because they show the week numbers too. But isn't it so great that there's a whole website that, that just shows a giant number? That there's is nothing great. else on the website. That is fantastic. No yeah. ads. So if you no ads. No, no. If if you go there when this podcast comes out, it'll just have a giant number ten. Another weird thing about Swedish calendars is that every day has a name. And so you can celebrate your names day. Oh uh, yes. Ah, okay. yeah. So Patrick, you have a names day. Your names day is April sixteenth. April 16th, thank you. Which However, is week 17. Oh, yeah. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but sadly, Diego and I do not have a names day. Oh, really? Yet. But that's really. because Heather, what's the Swedish? Well, what I do is I use Hedwig, and that's uh, <laughs> October 15th or something. But is that really the same name? No, it's no. not at all, okay. but it, it's one of the only names that starts with an H. Okay. I mean, there's a few, but not very many. And I thought that was, you know, it's H-E, Hedwig, Heather. So I use that one because I want cake. And that's... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you get cake. Well, I mean, some most people don't do anything, but I yeah. say, why not celebrate? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So we usually, if it's one of our names days in the family, well, we make sure we get like a special dessert or some cake. Nice, I something. like it. That yeah. sounds good. Diego, I mean, the thing is, Diego is Jacob. Yes. Okay. I looked that up so today, young. actually, but then but I, I don't know when my name day is. I think yours passed. Then I think it was in February. Okay, because oh. Jacob is like a big name. Yeah. yeah. It sounds. With many it's different versions. Bible. It's in the Bible. Exactly. Yeah. That's, how, that's how big it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, funny because I didn't know that Diego was a variant of Jacob until today. Right. It's no. very, yeah, it's, it's so, it has too many, like even in Spanish, it's like three different ways. I, I think it was when the Greeks came out and they just started naming people whatever they would sound. And it sounded, because <laughs> it comes from James, the same as yes. Diego as Jacob. You know, Patrick is Roman. Okay. Patricius. From the nobles. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, it is. It is. Those are, those are the no, noble families in, in Rome. They were uh-huh. the Patricius. Yeah. Okay. Ah, and that's then... interesting because the name means noble man. Mm-hmm. Um, because my mom like, got a little uh, placard made for me with the meaning of my three names. So, Ooh, yeah. Three. <laughs> <laughs> How many do you have, Diego? One. One? You yeah. don't have like a middle name? No, nothing. Well, this, uh, I've got two because he has, hasn't go. got one. Oh, so. you can loan him yeah, one. Yeah. yeah. My youngest has three names before his last name and they all start with M. And I think that's pretty cool. Like yeah. if, if he wants to be a rapper, you know, it can be like <laughs> M3 or M-M. 3M. Or <laughs> 3M is a brand, so he's... Oh, that's true. He could oh. be the face. Or he, yeah, he could be the influencer. Or he could yeah. be like M Thrice. Yeah. That's a word that doesn't get used enough. We still have twice, but what happened to thrice? It's like... Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you have any word that in your English yeah. sounds weird in Swedish or the other way around? Uh, yeah, well, Afrikaans. So, pus pus. Yeah, if, if you said... Or, you know, when you say goodbye, you're like, oh, pus. Mm-hmm. Like that. Um, 
yeah, if you said that to someone, you'd get punched in the face. They'd be like, what did you call me? And yeah, it's um, it's not it's not a good word. Okay, it's not a good word. <laughs> okay, so yeah. in Swedish, it means kiss. Yes. And we're not going to say what it means in Afrikaans. Well, we can say it, and I'll let you decide. <laughs> if we can you say it in Afrikaans. Puss. It's it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's the equivalent of. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's P O E S. Okay. Um, so it's what it sounds like. And you have okay. to say boos. <laughs> so it's that. the attitude with it, yeah. But what about Swedish words that, like, slut? <coughs> like things like that. Yeah, like that's weird. Like the, the, the slut spurt. Um, I was like, am I right shop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I used to see the signs when I first came I and like, I'm like, slutrea slut sale. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> you know you've been here too long when you... Finally quit laughing about yeah. it. Yeah, 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 that's but true. But I'm still on the border on that one. Yeah. I can still manage a chuckle sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Is there any other ones? I mean, the classical ones is fart. For speed. For speed. Ah, uh, yes. What about kissing? There's nothing in Africans. No. Um, I know um, in Italian, fica. Ah, right. <laughs> and then I realized that the kissa one, in Spanish we say kissa. Uh-huh. It means maybe. We just realized that like a week ago that P is maybe in Spanish. Kisa. <laughs> yeah, because there was someone speaking Spanish and then he switched to Swedish and I, yeah, my brain made the connection. Yeah. But I, I'm surprised there's no more Africans Swedish. I thought there was going to be much more. Yeah, I mean, there's like, a lot of similarities. Um, so I remember the first time I came to visit Dana here, my wife, when she was living here, we, we were at Tisuntralen and... I think we were looking for a locker to put my my bag in because we wanted to go and do a bit of looking around and then we were going to go back. Anyway, no, we were looking for the place uh, after we put the bags in the locker where to pay because we couldn't, it wasn't quite obvious. So I looked up at the sign and I saw Batala and I was like, Batala. I was pronounced it Swedish way, Batala. And I was like, oh yeah, it's over there. And she's like, how do you know? So I said, well, the sign said so. And she's like, Oh, but you don't know, you don't understand Swedish. I'm like, oh, well, I understand Afrikaans and it's betal in Afrikaans mm. to pay. Um, so, yeah, there are things like in a, in a window in Afrikaans, it's a fenster. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, okay. there's a lot of similarities and, and some of like the more uh, intelligent words. Like thrice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I don't know. In English, a lot of the, the more academic words, they, they generally have quite a long history and they're quite old. They're not new words. It's helpful because of the Germanic um, right. mm-hmm. influence. And, and I think Swedish is a lot closer to Dutch than it is to German. Okay. Um, so, yeah. I always think Dutch sounds like a made-up language. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> really... It, it, does, it does make me laugh. We really need somebody from the Netherlands mm-hmm. on here. So uh, we usually wrap this up with talking about if you have any tips of things that you enjoy uh, in Stockholm, in Sweden. It can be a restaurant, a cafe. It can be something to do. Mm-hmm. I must say, it's, this is probably a bit lame and it's probably a um, touristy restaurant, but um, Blodoren by mm-hmm. Slussen. I don't think it's touristy. I think it's a good one. Yeah. So I found that like pleasantly surprising because when you come here and you see the price of food, you know, coming from London, I was like, what? (laughs) I was shocked. And so I remember when I visited Dana, we went to Blodaren 
And it's such a great experience. It's it feels really authentic, um, and it's good Swedish food and uh, really well priced. So I would suggest that. And then uh, there's some fantastic coffee shops around, like Drop Coffee and uh, in Södermalm. <laughs> What about in natural? Since you yeah you were saying about the nature. Yeah. Um, if you're in Stockholm, I would say I don't think a lot of people go to Drevik and. Um, you know the the lake near El Elta, and I think it's really fantastic. We've taken a few friends there that that are Swedish, and we've said, "Oh, well, it's just down the road. Why don't you come visit us and we'll go for a walk?" And everyone's like, "Oh my God, this is beautiful!" Mm. So it's it's near Elta, and you can look on the map and see where it is. And um, but it's really worth walking around there because there's quite a lot of forest, and the lake is really big. And I just loved going there on the weekend. So I would I would recommend that. Well, Diego, do you have any tips? Uh, I have a, but I don't know if they're gonna be more again soon. But there's a wrestling, you know, wrestling like yeah. Mexican or American wrestling. Ooh. There's a, like a new scene in Stockholm. So now they're doing it. At least they've done it twice. I don't know if they're gonna make more more of this. But just look Stockholm wrestling. And they're gonna have more dates. And it was super. I would say it was weird because. Swedes were so into it, and I'm like, I don't think any of these people have been to a wrestling match before. But they were like shouting, and you know, <laughs> yeah, they were like so into it. So it was, it was good. It was not so cheap, I would say, but I would say, I mean, it's the same as you pay for a movie ticket. It was like 200 grams or a okay. bit less. Okay, so where was it held? It's a near Slakhuset, like in near Gruben. I don't know exactly okay. what's the name okay. of the venue, but. But which way? Because American and Mexican wrestling are a little. Yeah, yeah. That, it was a kind of. I would say it's a kind of a mix. The thing is, American wrestling has a lot more talking and a lot more like. Yeah. You owe me money, so <laughs> you're gonna see, you know. Yeah, and it's a little bit more face. like over the top. Yeah, but so there was a, a a little bit of that, but then there was the acrobatics, which is more Mexican style. So there was yeah. a lot more acrobatics. So there, I think, trying to put more Mexican style on it. Yeah. But it had the American format of like they introduce people and then they talk and then okay, kind of show yeah. thing. Yeah, like so, a soap opera. Yeah, a little bit of soap opera. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so Mexico has that, but not Mexico's a lot more acrobatics yeah. involved. So that's the that's the thing. But I, I was impressed that it was uh, the Swiss were so in. You never see them shouting yeah, or like I've, interacting. It was like you know because they see these movies and they're like, this is how I need to act here. So they put on the shirt of the wrestling okay. thing. So it was uh, it was a pleasant surprise. Though. Well, okay, we have to watch and see. It's just Stockholm wrestling that you yeah, look at. Yeah, I think it's Google and you'll find. I mean, there's not any other. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have something similar that I went to recently, and it was Stockholm Roller Derby. Mm. Wow. Yeah, nice. and I'd never been to roller derby before, and I'd always wanted to go. And so I took the whole family. We went, and we all loved it. Um, no, it was so interesting, and I had a friend there who explained the rules to us because I, I think if I didn't have the rules, I might be a little lost. It's complicated. Yeah, but it was so great because the, the teams have hilarious names, and then each player gets to pick their own name. Mm -hmm. It's amazing to see how well some of these people skate. Everybody's trying to block the one from the other team who's mm. trying to get past them. Yeah. And it's just amazing. They have to stay in the lines and they'll jump on roller skates and land in the right. <laughs> it was really exciting. So yeah. I enjoyed that a lot. And apparently they have a lot of matches in Farsta. They may have them in other places. Yeah, there's like three or four leagues. Yeah. So. So that's really fun, and it was cheap. It was 50 crowns, mm -hmm. I think, for okay. adults and 20 for kids or something. 
so it's, cool. it's really fun to go to. Yeah. So that's what we've got good, good. <laughs> for, for tips. Lots of food and some sports for once. Who's uh, <laughs> yeah um thanks for thanks for being on i guess yeah, sorry about that <laughs> sorry about what <laughs> it was fantastic 